0: Education is vital, but regional, rural and remote students in Australia face unique challenges when accessing education at all stages of development, as well as the associated advantages that students in more urban areas might take for granted. My Town is a collaboration between the Widening Participation Unit at Macquarie University and 2SCR, asking rural students to describe some of the challenges, benefits and journeys they have faced in seeking
1: education. So my name is Zach Mason, uh, I'm studying currently a Bachelor of Laws with a Bachelor of Applied Finance. So I'm from a regional town of Warhope, um, it's about 20 minutes west of uh, Port Macquarie. If you go to Warhope you, and you own a property, um, unless you're like right in town, you, you're going uh, like to own at least a few acres, or at least an acre or so. Um, anything from an acre to, you know, hundred acres or more, um, so, you know, you've got that bit of extra land, you're not like right next to your neighbours and that kind of thing. I'm living in a unit complex at the moment, which is very different to what I've sort of lived in my whole life, where I've had a lot more freedom, you know, I've always had a fair bit of space and the neighbours aren't right next to you, you can't, you know, hear them above you and below you and that kind of thing. Um, So that's one big difference, Um, and probably a bigger, like, a bigger thing for me would be the sense of community, so in Warhope. even a lot better, even a better campus, you know, you're seeing friends and you say hello In Warhope, you go to the supermarket and you know pretty much everybody.
2: In this six part series of My Town, we're going to be looking at the experiences of rural, regional and remote students and their learning journey towards university.
0: Um, So my name is Maddie, I am a second year student at Macquarie, I'm doing a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of Primary Education with a major in Early Childhood. I am from the north coast of New South Wales, mid north coast. Um, I live, uh, used to live about an hour west of the coast, technically near a small town called Long Flat, but I went to high school in Warhope, so it's a very rural area. My parents still run a farm, so ten minutes to the closest petrol station, half an hour to the closest shops, an hour to the closest Kmart. (laughs) Um, Probably my. My favourite thing about living in such a small town was just the relationships that you build with other people. Um, In particular, the first thing that springs to mind is I had the same bus driver from when I was 3 to when I was 18 and I saw him every morning and every afternoon and he still waves to me when I pass in, when I'm at home. Um, And relationships that I built with teachers that I had the whole time through primary school because we had this very small school. Um, And people that I went to school with that we were just very close because there was only a few people in our year. Um, and those relationships are really special to me still.
3: Hey, uh, my name's Sam. I'm from Brangston. I study an economics degree and I'm in my third and final year of this study. I'm from Brangston, on the border of Brangston and Eldersley. It's a beautiful old town in the Hunter Valley. It's about 20 minutes from wine country. Um, I love the place, beautiful countryside. There's a sign as you enter Brangston which basically says, two cemeteries, no hospital. And I think that encapsulates the kind of vibe of Brankston. It's a bit laid back and everyone's there to have a bit of a laugh.
2: Unlike in the city where there are countless activities and attractions to experience with no one thing dominating another, rural towns often have defining features or industries that are historically important to the development of the town.
4: I'm Cody, I'm from Coffs Harbour. I'm studying chiropractic science and I'm currently in my third year. Coffs is a beautiful coastal town, there's loads of beaches all with different features. Uh, there's a lovely island, Mutton Bird Island, has lots of mutton birds on it. It's a beautiful spot to go whale watching during the whale watching season as well. Uh, and we also have the big banana, classic, uh, lots of water slides and toboggans and mini golf and chocolate coated bananas there, which is lovely. <laughs> I think Coffs Harbour's biggest attraction would have been its bananas. used to be major for banana farms, loads of places that uh, were farming the bananas all across Coffs Harbour. It's dwindled down a little bit now. I think a lot of people in Queensland have started to overtake that business, uh, but there's still, especially out in the country of Coffs Harbour, lots of banana farms, which is wonderful to drive past.
1: So the town is mostly agricultural and uh, it's pretty small, doesn't have any traffic lights, just a roundabout, Um, got a few tourist attractions like bushwalks, et cetera, around the area. Um, uh, You know, a few boutique stores, but that's about pretty much what defines it. So most people um, that have farmland around the area are running beef cattle. Uh, There are a few dairies around the area. People moving away from that though at the moment, they're mostly just going back to beef, but some of the surrounding areas still are on dairy. And there's also a few agricultural um, farms, mostly um, a place called Conboy, and they're saying grow avocados, which is pretty interesting. Uh, the town also has, um, it's called Timber Town. It's a heritage theme park where they um, go through the history of, of the timber milling in Warhope. Um, they've also got a steam train there. Um, also, I still I quite like my colleagues back in my old job, so I'm, I'm quite happy to go back there and work a few days um, during my breaks, um, which is good when, you know, muck around and stuff. Um, I I like the town and the people. Like, so all the customers um, sort of know, like the regular customers, because with, with a rural store you're getting the same customer over and over again, you get to know your customers really well. Um, so all the regular customers sort of know that I'm doing university and they you know, ask me how it's going and go, oh, you are going to give me mate's rates when you're a lawyer, Zach? And I'm like, no, go away. Um, <laughs> but um, no, most of the oldies are old, old farmers, or not, no, even not so old farmers. They're, they're all good, they're good, good fun and um, you know, they, they respect you. And um, when they see you back, they always strike up a conversation. It's good fun. I like it.
3: Um, the town identifies predominantly with wine. There's a lot of wine in that region. And uh, the other big source of income is the mines. So, much like most of the Hunter Valley, it's, uh, it's fueled by mining, which, while I don't agree with the environmental ethics of the case, it's provides, it provides me with a home. So, it's, it's quite warranted in that sense. Um, so I picked grapes, uh, down the road at Pierre's Wine, the local winemaker. So it's, uh, it's bloody hard work. It's, I didn't do it for too long cause you get sick of crouching and snipping your fingers, but it's, it's take, you take pride in your work when you do stuff like that. Cause it does fuel the local economy.
2: Living in a rural town means being deeply entrenched in a close knit community. People in the area often have closer bonds with their neighbours who are tens of kilometres away than they would be if they lived in an apartment complex with neighbours who shared a wall.
3: I was born in Mount Isa, that's where my parents met. Dad was a miner in the Mount Isa Mines. My mum worked in the local RSL, so uh, quite a love story. Half Maltese, half Bogan, which I'm very proud of.
1: Dad, I moved to Warhope Hope because Dad got a teaching position, uh, or a principal's position, um, in one of the smaller towns surrounding Warhope. I moved to Warhope when I was three, so that's roughly 18 years ago when they moved there. Um, so yeah, 18 years they've been in Warhope and um, part of the region, they're both teachers. Um, so they've been um, involved in a few of the community schools and yeah, so been a big part of the community in that sense. So yeah, my parents recently bought a farm, so it's 260 acres. Um, you might not know what 260 acres is, but um, if you look at Macquarie University on a map, then it's about the same size as that.
4: Yep, so I live on a property in Coffs Harbour. We also have several cows. Um, It's good to make some money off them. Uh, We also have a lovely dam where there's heaps of turtles in it um, and they come onto a little log and they sunbake in front of our house. Um, Great for motorbike riding and
0: maybe even getting some horses eventually. Um, So it's very, very different to how I live now. Um, So we had 120 acres. Um, so lots of space to play, um, boys, animals around. Um, there was some challenges. Obviously being so far from town it meant that participating in extracurriculars was a bit different. Um, we would have to drive for half an hour to get to anything. So we would have to pick certain things that we wanted to do. Um, so I played netball and my siblings played hockey and that was about it.
3: <laughs> um, always loved playing sport. That's. Uh... Dad's not a big sportsman, but Mum, mum loves, loves sport. Um, I did Captain the Lock and Bar Rovers down the road, so that's a claim to no fame. Um, just kept keeping myself busy up there, and that's how you meet people in the country.
2: The destruction of the bushfires that began in September of 2019 were felt across the country, but it was Australia's rural towns that were on the front lines. Similarly, when droughts strike, it's rural towns that suffer the most.
5: My name is Bill Buster, I'm studying a Bachelor of Human Sciences, majoring in Human Movement and Public Health Policy and Promotion. Yeah, the drought has had huge impacts on Tamworth and the rest of rural Australia. Uh, from my experience in Tamworth I've seen, yeah, not only just the, the farmers and uh, yeah, family and friends that I know who have gone through really hard times of not being able to actually plant anything because there's nothing to plant or no hope for rain to come um, so yeah it's been really devastating for those families to actually have to continue to push through that unsure when any income is going to come in um, yeah so that's that's like I guess the first and you would normally expect that uh, drought always has that effect on country I guess on farmers and on um, that sort of aspect but because of that there's there's overflowing effects like if since Tamworth is largely built off agriculture if agriculture isn't going well then the farmers aren't going to spend money at the shops and the towns and yeah every everyone else within the town is going to suffer from that lack of exchange I guess so yeah, I've. It has the effect, a long-lasting effect on not only the farmers but also the township itself.
1: Just before the major bushfires, I think the major bushfires started in November um, and ran through to January. For memory, um, we got hit with a bushfire a couple of months prior to that, um, which was fortunate, which meant we got all the fire trucks at the time, whereas if we wouldn't have got them otherwise. So it burnt about um, a couple hundred acres of the, um, of the farm and a few fences, so still re-fencing that, but um, such is life. I know uh, there was, there's a, a wood mill, uh, like a timber mill, that's um, further out from Warhope, about an hour away, oh, probably 40 minutes away. Um, it was burnt down. Um, lots of people had, you know, lost... like You know, there was hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fencing lost. Um, I don't think a lot of people lost cattle, but, um, but yeah, just the damage in terms of... Um, like agricultural land, fencing. I know quite a few people lost their houses. If you go further um, to Kempsey, which is near Port Macquarie, the entire small town was wiped out basically. But yeah, big, big impact there. But um, we're rebuilding pretty well.
2: Growing up in an area with such a strong community presence and so much free space and bushland to explore means that when students do move to the city, sometimes they find that absence makes the heart grow fonder.
5: Yeah, to overcome the, the challenges of the hecticness of and busyness of Sydney I've gotten really into hiking um, and really into valuing being able to get out of Sydney Um, I really value the time in Sydney for those friendships and opportunities but also any any chance I can I kind of get out of Sydney to go see a national park or go to the beach Um, which yeah I think Sydney is really well position for that Uh, it's surrounded by gorgeous natural landscapes so it's actually a really good position for that yeah yeah Tamworth is a a gorgeous place so um, I'm starting to realise that more and more that I'm away from it
3: explores the learning journeys of students from regional, rural and remote areas. My Town was created, researched and produced by Macquarie University's Wining Participation Unit. My Town podcasts were produced by Wining Participation Unit and Macquarie Media students in collaboration with 2SERFM. To discover more about My Town, please visit www.mq.edu.au/leap/mytown. We'll search up "My Town" under Macquarie University Wining Participation Programs. Our initiatives, "My Town," is a Wining Participation initiative funded by the Higher Education Participation and Partnerships Program.